When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Auburn Tigers travel to Cal for a week two matchup. We preview that and give our score predictions on this Friday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family? What is up, Uptempo gang? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. We are here to give you our final preview, our final thoughts as Auburn heads out to Cali for the big week two matchup versus the Cal Golden Bears. Got a very special guest with us tonight. Blake, how are you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Dustin. Glad to be here. Uh, some big-time football on Pac-12 after dark for the Auburn Tigers. Making an appearance, yeah. Yeah, man, we get an appearance and uh, – Auburn fans, get your Red Bulls, whatever you like. Uh, get ready to stay up late because it's going to be a fun one. I think there uh, there might be a lot of points put up on the board. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. But, uh, guys, we have we have a very special guest, Mr. Thomas Dunn from the Santa Clara, uh, a writer for the Cal Bears. Extremely excited to have him on. Thomas, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, I appreciate, appreciate you both having me on, and I'm just really excited to get to Saturday. I mean, can we fast forward real quick? I mean, <laughs> even though it's a, a day out, we're ready. I'm ready to go. Love that, Thomas. Uh, uh, Thomas, we wanted to kick this thing off real quick, and I know Dustin, he had some uh, some conference realignment talk and some other things that he wanted to ask you, man. Yeah, Thomas, thank you for being on with us, brother. Um, it's the big elephant in the room, right? We're going to get into this game, this matchup. That's what everybody really wants to talk about. But we can't have a Cal guy on and not ask him. Because um, we talked with you pre-show, and you sounded, you said it was a relief that Cal was able to get into the ACC. So just kind of putting myself in your mind frame as, as a Cal guy, you're probably seeing all this realignment thinking, oh, we don't want to end up in the same boat that Washington State is right now, right? We don't want to get left behind. So it was interesting to hear you say it's a relief. So just with everything that's happened over this summer with Cal, where do you the football program and athletics as a whole, just kind of how do you feel about joining the ACC and the future for the Cal Golden Bears? Yeah. I mean, it's consistent. It's big time relief and a big weight off our shoulders because there was just a big unknown about everything that was going on. And all this, like the genesis of all this essentially started with the former commissioner, Larry Scott, who couldn't negotiate a very effective TV deal. And when you consider it in my own household, I couldn't get the Pac-12 network because I had direct TV. So that's a, that's a big problem already, and we're just at step yeah. one here. And then consider right. the fact, okay, George Klavikov comes in as the new Pac-12 commissioner, and he tries to you know negotiate a new deal. And then USC's like, we're going to bounce, and we're going to take UCLA with us. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a big domino effect of teams saying, well, can we be, believe in George Klavikov, or are we going to have to go our separate ways? And then Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, all those teams saying, 
I don't believe in the mission here. We have to go do something elsewhere. And as Cal fans, we're sitting here saying, well, where's our leadership at? We've been waiting all this time. We haven't really heard us. We didn't really hear a statement until the big 12 news dropped. And we're mm-hmm. thinking, well, you had to know this was coming because right. on our side at right for California, we, we kind of doom wrote a little bit about this exact scenario. What would happen if Cal faced conference realignment? And I'm not going to say they passed the test, but they escaped because we need to be more proactive in our reaction next time, as opposed to being reactive and getting caught on the back foot. Cause we, ha- we have to thank Stanford. We have to thank Notre Dame for getting us, helping us get into the ACC and, it's it's a big relief, and I'm excited to get over there. Especially, uh, first thing that came into my mind was uh, playing at Virginia Tech with Enter Sandman and being yeah. a fan. Like, yes, please sign me up now. Do you think that the school is because this all kind of happened so fast? So I can imagine um, that behind the scenes, this is a lot going on. I think a lot about because we're we're big baseball guys, right? And this is something that I really looked at, and I thought like. USC is going to travel to Rutgers for baseball games. because We played USC, Thomas, and it went to extras because they had to start the game a little bit later because of a lightning delay. And I think we started at three, right, Blake? They cut the game off at six because USC had to get back for class, and it finished as a tie. It was nine to nine going into the 10th because USC has got to get back to the West Coast. And now I see all this stuff, and I'm thinking, Cal's about to travel to Miami. Um, is Cal ready internally as an athletic department for what this is going to entail, getting volleyball, baseball, softball, the Olympic sports, the ones that don't make profit out to all these kind of events. There's a lot that goes into this, Thomas. Yeah, there, that's definitely a fair point. And uh, Carol Christ, who is our chancellor, talked about possibly having like Olympic events in like a hub in Dallas. So kind of mm-hmm. like with SMU being like the third team that was like, here, we're coming to the ACC. Let's get everyone into Dallas-Fort Worth area okay. and see what we can do with the Olympic sports. I'm not sure like the how much validity there is to what Chancellor Chris wants because she is retiring in June of 2024. So a lot of what's happening now is really going to be off her plate by the time we get over there. And you can imagine the uneasiness that puts in a Cal fan's face, especially when you consider the, we'll just say the lack of favor that Cal fans have with their athletic director Jim Knowlton. It's uh, it's definitely something we're at the face head on because the the like health and like wellness of the student athlete matters, and I think that's something that despite everything that's happened, it's going to get overlooked inevitably. And you wish it doesn't come to that, obviously, when you come to, you mentioned USC baseball playing Rutgers all the way out there, Cal playing Miami. These are long flights over there. And Mm -hmm. players, you know, feel good that they're representing the university that they are, that they're at. And in some cases, it's going to be really tough and some tough decisions are going to be made. Yeah. And especially with the big sport like football, there's still the equipment, all the travel that goes into that. I mean, it's just it's a it's a really big uh, it's a really big on taking for the whole athletic department, man. So it'll be interesting to see how all these uh, athletic departments across the country kind of handle this whole situation. And um, I just NIL transfer portal. This thing is changing fast, man. It's crazy because and and I think that we we touched on this a little bit on our live show the other night. Um, if you're going to be a team like Clemson, a program like Clemson, you're going to start getting left in the dust. You better be ready to adjust and adapt because if you're trying to do things the way they were done just three or four years ago, it's not it's not going to work. We just found that out with our previous head coach. But getting into this game, Thomas, I think that uh, we're, we're pre-recording this here. This is going to go out Friday. We're pre-recording this a couple of days before. Um, the comment by one of the Cal running back today, Mr. Jaden Ott, who went off last week, right, had a game. Um 
Auburn fans have kind of picked up on it and had a little fun with it. It's all been it's all been fun banner back and forth between the Auburn and Cal guys. Um, this obviously isn't an Auburn Alabama type situation where it yes. gets nasty. Um, you know, me and you, we were talking before we recorded. Uh, you, you talked about the hospitality that you guys intend to show to Auburn fans. Y'all want Auburn fans to have a good trip. That's cool to hear, man. Um, but what I got out of these comments was, and and listen, and looking at what Cal has kind of said on social media, and I watched your coach's press conference and, and watched the quarterbacks as well. Um, confidence, Thomas, they seem like a confident bunch. They're not really worried about the brand. And me and Blake kind of laughed at it because we cover Auburn. We know that Auburn's had two back-to-back losing seasons. We feel like the brand's down bad. But we can understand being an, you know, being a Pac-12 team and saying, okay, the SEC team's coming out here. Let's show them something. Just uh, what is the overall excitement level on that campus, man? And it seems like in, within that locker room, those boys are confident and ready to play this game. Yeah, in terms of on campus, I mean, this excitement's in like a – pot you're gonna have to it's ready to boil over uh, okay these fans can't wait to get into california memorial stadium on saturday and i'm sure auburn fans are also chomping at the bit to get get out here one and then two, get in that stadium as for the team itself i think they know they have an, a big opportunity at stake here we jade not and like you guys mentioned talking about the brand that is auburn and but we're not going to make a mistake about this this is a big time opportunity with a big time school and program coming into berkeley this weekend Cal had a similar situation with Ole Miss when they came into town in 2017. There's like a, I don't want to say it's all business type look from the Cal football team, but they know if we don't bring it, we're going to get waxed. And I think that was part of the confidence that was, I don't want to say oozed, but it's part of the confidence that was illustrated from Jade Knott and some of the players during their pressers. And you can tell obviously from when you listen to Justin Wilcox, his presser, he's very complimentary of Auburn and the rest of the coaches and players are like, hey, we know we have to bring it. We know that what we did last week is not going to be good enough, even with the 58 points that they scored on the road. It's going to take offense, defense, special teams, every single little thing, all the crowd noise that we can bring. This is That's the opportunity that presides itself Saturday when Auburn comes into California Memorial Stadium. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Sam Jackson the fifth, the TCU transfer, is questionable to play. Um, do you feel like he goes? And if he doesn't, what does that kind of look like for Cal? Yeah, so in my mind, this is it's going to go one of two directions here. One, they scheduled him for press today just to play 60 chess to act like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. The other is, is that he's actually pretty good to go, and he'll be out there Saturday. I'm going to lean that he's pretty good to go, and we'll be out there Saturday. He uh, to, On the run against North Texas, he kind of got ragdolled and hurt his left shoulder, non-throwing shoulder. So I'm not – inevitably, he had to have made enough of inroads to get onto the podium today instead of getting treatment and then – looking like he'll be ready to play Saturday. And in terms of, you know, what what it means if that he's out there, I think it just adds a whole new dynamic for the Cal offense. Someone who's athletic, athletic behind an offensive line that struggled last year but had a good game one versus North Texas. And I think we're going to need as much as we can get in order to face a really good Auburn team that's coming into town. And even Auburn has its own questions that we have to face. Mm. Thomas, uh, with his with his injury, will Cal uh, still use his legs and and move him out of the pocket, and uh, or are they gonna are they gonna look at Ben Finley to come in and also try to play? Will they run a two quarterback system? Uh, what is Cal looking at right there? Yeah, throughout fall camp, it was really tough to decide between these quarterbacks. It was like I would say within a week or so before the kickoff against North Texas when they finally decided. And then throughout the pressers leading up to it, they said, are you still going to play two quarterbacks to Justin Wilcox and Jake Spavadol? And they said, no, Sam's our guy. And yeah. considering the fact that he looks like he will, he will be ready to play if we take this timeline as it is, I think Sam will be the guy and he will play Saturday and be the only guy to play Saturday. 
Hmm. And in terms of quarterback runs, I think they may slightly cut back on the deliberate quarterback runs that they call all of what you guys do with Robbie Ashford. Hmm. But in terms of like improvising and throwing on the run and doing things like that, trying to pick up first downs on the scramble. I think they're just going to let him be because if you restrict someone like Sam Jackson, just like you restrict Robbie Ashford, you're not going to get them all that you want out of him. Mm. Thomas, how do you think Spavital, the, the Cal OC, attacks this Auburn defense and, and this Ron Roberts defense? Uh, we saw last week against UMass, he kind of brought – blitzes from all over the field right he brought them from the from the nickel position the corner from the safety uh he they were flying all over the field what can Cal do to kind of disrupt this Auburn defense yeah I think immediately my mind thinks you have to establish the run Mm -hmm. if you if you have any hope of winning this game you have to establish the run and Cal scored six rushing touchdowns last week Jade Mm -hmm. Knott got all the glory and rightfully so but Isaiah Afonso, a backup running back transfer from Montana State, has several records from Montana State. He's really good. I don't know if you guys saw. There was a big clip going around of him having a pinball Mack truck Marshawn Lynch style touchdown run on fourth down, things like that. So Cal, they're going to have to establish the run, establish it early, hope to get Auburn off their heels a little bit, show them, hey, we mean some business here. We're not here just to take part. We're here to make a name for ourselves and reestablish our own brand. What's the offensive line look like at Cal? I think there's a – a few returners, right, Thomas? Correct. Tons of new, tons of returners. Uh, the big difference is uh, the change in offensive line coach from last season to this season. Uh, last mm-hmm. season, it was uh, Angus McClure, and he was uh, relieved of his duties before the season ended last season. And the Cal offensive line was, they were the group that struggled the most. Uh, I was actually in attendance uh, in Boulder, Colorado, for the only win of Colorado season when they played Cal. <laughs> and uh, Cal gave up, I believe, 10 tackles for loss in that game against a defense that gave up 300 rushing yards per game. It was uh, definitely something that I didn't want to see again. And uh, with the new offensive line coach coming in, Mike Blesch from North Texas, it's more of a, hey, we're going to pull guards. We're going to pull tackles. We're going to pull, 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 and show them, hey, we're going to get down. We're going to get dirty. And we're going to hope that we come out on top the other side. Cal's had a few procedural penalties that they worked through between fall camp and in North Texas. But as a whole, it's a group that's really, really established themselves as improving. And the only really new transfer is Barrett Miller left ta- starting left tackle and possibly another transfer starting this week with the unknown status of our center, Matthew Sindrick, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Wyckoff from Texas A&M. Not sure how familiar you guys were with him last season, even though he was a pretty good SEC freshman. He might be starting at left guard to have the Pac-12 offensive lineman of the week. Brian Driscoll slide down to center. Hmm. Well, Thomas, moving over to defense, man, what is this Cal defense looking like? Uh, Auburn with a new offense, a new quarterback in Peyton Thorne, using Robbie Ashford in the red zone. What is this Cal defense going to do to offset this Auburn offense? Yeah, if I'm a Peter Sermon in the Cal defense, I think the group that – or the player really that scares me the most is Robbie Ashford over Mm -hmm. Peyton Thorne. Throughout the Justin Wilcox tenure, the type of quarterback that's tended to make us struggle the most is dual-threat quarterbacks. So you have like Dorian Thompson-Robinson who used to be on UCLA, Caleb Williams Mm -hmm. from USC, Justin Herbert who used to be at Oregon, Max Duggan who used to be at TCU. These are all quarterbacks who Cal has faced and struggled against in recent years. I think if Robbie Ashford can get a little bit of, and I think you guys will appreciate this reference, if he can get a little Nick Marshall in him from week (laughs) one to week two, I think Cal fans will be in for a little bit of hurt because he's the guy that really scares me. I, I watched a little bit of the Iron Bowl last year, and I saw Robbie Ashford, despite the massive score difference, he was out there still making plays and trying to make plays with a group that wasn't really w- well coached. Mm-hmm. I think Robbie Ashford's the guy that's going to unlock Auburn if Auburn's going to come and win this game. And in terms of the game plan itself, 
I think without the known status of Jarquez Hunter, I think Cal is still going to try and load the box a little bit and force Peyton Thorne to consistently make the right decisions down the field. I think if they continue to do that, I think they'll find some nice results, not necessarily the best results, but I think they'll find some nice results, especially in getting like third down stops because the Cal defense this year, I think is built more back to front compared to front to back. Mm. Uh, Well, Thomas, I wanted to ask you, um, what is the special teams game looking like? What What is the kicking game looking like for Cal? I haven't really heard much about it, uh, but I know special teams doesn't get the love that it actually deserves. Uh, what are we looking at there, man? Yeah, so uh, going back to this actually translates from the offensive line talk that we had earlier. Angus McClure was on PAT field goal last year and obviously relieved of his duty. So Vic Sooto is a, came in as our special teams coordinator, also outside linebackers coach. And uh, week one, they admittedly did not do very well. Um, our kicker, uh, Michael Luckhurst, who was doing really well, spring ball, fall camp. I personally think he just had the jitters against North Texas when uh, one of three on field goals and got a PAT blocked. It was just in general, not really a good day for the special teams. In terms of returning, that shit hasn't really been a strength of ours ever since Justin Wilcox got here. Uh, they're going to have Jeremiah Hunter, our star receiver, more than likely going to be t- fielding punts. In terms of kickoff return, they kind of mingle with different players in and around, but I'm going to roll with they're going to take Maven Anderson and put him back there on Saturday. And in terms of punt coverage and kick coverage, it, it passed the test against North Texas, but I think that's not up to snuff if when it comes to Auburn this weekend. Mm. Well, Thomas, uh, before we let you get out of here, man, what does Cal have to do to win this football game and give us a score prediction? Yeah, Cal needs to stay balanced. If they rely too much on running or rely too much on passing, I think it's going to be to their detriment. I think mm-hmm. if you healthily establish Jaden Ott, I think that's a good start. Mm-hmm. I think if you get the ball to Jeremiah Hunter down the field, our best wide receiver, and I know him versus DJ James, or depending on who he lines up against, that's going to be a matchup to watch. I mean, that's just objectively a really great matchup to watch. If they can find a way to balance, if, like find like real, real balance, not even, not even like 60-40, like we're talking maybe 55 passes to 50 runs, something like that. I think Cal has a good shot at putting up points and putting – pretty good amount of points up on the board because I hope you guys brought your heart monitors because Pac-12 after dark is a very stressful experience. Yeah. I get from a Pac-12 fan myself. <laughs> Pac-12 after dark is stressful. There's chaos. There's no rhyme or reason to any of said chaos. And uh, you better get ready because uh, it's going to be very, very chaotic. And uh, in terms of score predictions, I, like I said, I expect a ton of points to be scored. Yeah. I'm going to say both teams are going to be up in either the high twenties to low to mid thirties. That was, that was like the window I was in. And if this was the opening game, I was going to take Auburn to win this game. But after the North Texas game, I saw enough in terms of Cal's process. And I saw enough in terms of Cal's execution to say, okay, maybe we can move the ball better than I thought. And maybe we can get a timely stop where we need it. And Mm -hmm. for that reason, Auburn fans, please welcome me to Jordan. Jordan (laughs) After this, please. They will. I got you. Thomas. I'm going to take Cal 31 and I'm going to take Auburn 28. Okay. Uh, Definitely it'd be a close game if Cal's going to win. And if Auburn happens to stay balanced and get Jarquez Hunter back, I think that adds a whole new wrinkle. And I think it will be to the benefit of the Tigers. Mm. I got one more for him, Blake. Thomas, let's say that Cal win or lose this game, right? Obviously winning would would help with what I'm about to ask you here. But what is a goal? Let's take it back to before the season started. What's kind of your expectations for this year? Like, what is a good year for Cal look like? We talking seven, eight, nine wins? Yeah, I think at minimum a bowl game because Justin Wilcox, he's had some, we'll say bad luck. We'll just say some variance in the play. K 
Cal, I believe, lost six to seven one-score games last year oh. with a four and eight record. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's, that's brutal. Tough. And when you consider the brutality of the offense last year under offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave and offensive line coach Angus McClure, you figure bringing back Jake Spavadol will help alleviate some of that stress. In the one year Spavadol was at Cal in 2016, Cal averaged 37 points per game, even though they went five and seven. Mm-hmm. The offense was still the star of the show. And to, you know, to recapture that balance with the Justin Wilcox defense and a Jake Spavital offense, I think the minimum for Cal fans is a bowl game. And this was off to, it's off to a good start after the win against North Texas. Cause admittedly, I was very, very petrified about that game. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how Cal was going to come out. I wasn't sure how they were going to react to the environment, the heat or any of that, but they passed that test. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that helped alleviate some of my stress and hoping they can pass the test against Auburn. So I yeah, think absolutely. at minimum a bowl game, anything else is really a bonus because Pac-12 this year is stacked. So yeah. many good quarterbacks, Michael Penix from Washington, Bo Nix, Oregon, Caleb Williams, USC, Shadur Sanders from Colorado, Cam Ward, Washington state. I could go on. I mean, yeah. there's just so many different quarterbacks that deserve to get their names called in the NFL draft and Cal, they just need to get, need to get to a bowl game to alleviate some of the stress for Cal fans and some of, I don't want to say some of the anger, but definitely some of the uneasiness from <laughs> Cal fans. Hmm. Yes, sir. Well, Thomas, we appreciate you, man, giving us a little inside scoop of the Cal Golden Bears, buddy. Tell the people how they can find you and follow your work. Yeah, so for Right for California, rightforcalifornia.com and on Twitter, uh, at Right for Cal, and for myself, uh, at THOD underscore 24 on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing the nice, delicate balance of covering Santa Clara University Athletics with Cal Golden Bear Athletics. Hey, well, Auburn family, if y'all see Thomas out there, man, give him a war damn eagle. Shout him out. And, Thomas, we'll see you next year in Jordan Hair, buddy. Hit us up. Hey, man, I can't wait. I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk to you soon, Thomas. Thank you, buddy. Good luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. All right, guys. That was our guy, Thomas Dunn, giving us a little look at Cal, guys. Um, Blake, big-time matchup coming this Saturday, man. Let's talk about these comments. We spoke on them a little bit with our guy, Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, K-Not. So there's a lot of focus on the name Auburn. But what I see on film is not really in comparison to what the name is. And Thomas was kind of talking about just uh, it's a big time matchup. You know, we make fun of Ole Miss. But for a Pac-12 team, they're saying, hey, we see all that talk y'all do over there at the Southeastern Conference, right? Mm -hmm. We want to show you that we can play some ball, too. So I know that it was fun for Auburn Twitter to to take this and kind of run with it. And I know that you probably saw my tweet. I said I put up Jay Knott and I put up Jarquez Hunter and I put greater than Jarquez and the hashtag free 27. Um, you know, I'm going to bug and, and all that. I'm going to defend my boy because it's time to let it's time to let Jarquez play, man. We've we've been quiet about this on this podcast. I'm still not going to get into the details of what happened, but the punishment has been served. It's been just. And I think it's time to let him go uh, because you're talking about a good kid. And um, I think that the just just the thought of having everything that he had right there for the taking almost taken away from him. I think that would probably be pretty scary. That probably shake somebody into acting right, maybe making some better decisions in the future. But, uh, Blake, what do you think about these comments? And what do you think about just kind of like Thomas said? They're, they're confident and they're ready for Auburn to roll up in there, man. I know the Auburn fan base kind of took it one way, right? Of course, and you know how we do, man. It, it was it was wild to say to the media, I get it, but uh, he's not wrong, okay? He's not. And, and we've talked about this. All right? A million times we say we're scared about run defense. So. He's not wrong, okay? Um, like you said, I think it's confidence, all right? This mm-hmm. is a team that uh, they got some guys out of the portal, and they, they believe that they can win, all right? They, they have an offense that showed up to North Texas last week, uh, and, and 
I'll be honest with you, Dustin. I heard a lot of people taking North Texas in the points, and they were saying, "Hey, you could even throw North Texas money line." What's and the spread? Uh, the spread with the North Texas Cal game, I believe, was six and a half. And uh, people oh, wow. were people were taking North Texas left and right, man. And uh, this football team went down there, and like Thomas was saying, in the humidity, the heat, man, uh, and they just embarrassed them. Uh, so. Uh, there, there's a confident bunch there, and and you know I'm not as a competitor. I'm not mad at all that he said it. Uh, it just shows that he wants to win. Now on the Auburn side, I think yeah, respond. Step up. Yeah, I think this is bulletin board material. This is the one room uh, in your uh, on your team that you know has been criticized the most, right? That. All the fans, everybody's asking, like, hey, what's the run defense look like? Well, here's your opportunity to put up or shut up, all right? This is it. You lose an Austin Keys. Apparently, he's going to be out for a while with the thumb injury. So, somebody in that linebacker room is going to have to step up, right? Uh, And what better way to do it than this weekend at Cal, you know? long trip we've already talked about how we think it's going to be a weird game if auburn goes down early don't panic uh you know and i made the point the other night the the trip out to kansas state on that thursday night in 2014 uh we were we were you know blessed to come out of there with a win so uh, things can get weird man but like i said wild to say to the media uh it gave auburn a little momentum i believe but he wasn't wrong and i love the confidence from him yeah, if so if you're if you're Jason Jones, if you're Justin Rogers, if you're anybody in that linebacker room right now, Larry Nixon, you know, uh Eugene Asante, if you're these guys, man, okay. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they put it up on the bulletin board, right? Absolutely. So, and we, and here and here's the concern, man, is now with Austin Keys out. This is what we talked about preseason, Blake. Was it looks okay? It looks okay on paper, mm-hmm. right? And then bodies start falling. Mm-hmm. And then guys start getting hurt. And then you start going, okay. And we'll call it what it is. Could have been better from those guys last week. Larry Nixon could have played a little bit better. I was high on Robert Woodyard. Got to play a little bit better, dude. Mm-hmm. I know you better than that. Got to play a little bit better. This guy's got to step up. Now it's week one, so this is, you know. But some guys got outside and, you know, we went back and, and I broke down the film and you see some things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now to, to the key with Austin keys, you could tell man, like it was just something seemed off and he was trying to play through this injuries. He just hasn't been able to get, hasn't been able to get right, man. And mm-hmm. I hate it for him. I hate when kids are running out of eligibility. He's coming from Ole Miss. He's trying to make that big pop. Uh, we've seen all the social media stuff from Austin keys in the summer. He looks like he's been a fun guy to be around like mm-hmm. a good kid from everything that we, that we know. Um, so I hate it for him, but, this is the way this goes. So step up. Who's it going to be, man? Somebody step up. You know, Dustin, uh, let's throw a name out there. A guy, look, I know he's not the most popular in the Auburn crowd and everything, but he played a lot of football last year. Wesley Steiner, where you at? You might, you might have to, you might have to plug in this Saturday, brother. Step up, brother. Let's go. Got to step up. And uh, if you haven't checked out the piece uh, that AL.com did, about Wesley Steiner and, and his mother uh, that that passed away. I, I think that is a piece that you need to go check out, and it re- just really shows the love there and his love for Auburn. So uh, I know on social media he doesn't get all the love in the world, but go check that piece out. And this is a guy that might just have to step up. Cam Riley, 
Where you at, man? Come on. Uh, we need you. Now. Go ahead. <laughs> the time is now. And listen, you got to just, just freeze our quest. That's all I'm going to say, bro. Let him go. Mm-hmm. Before we get in here, man, we got to uh, make our picks. I want to shout out to the volleyball team, bro. 5-0, and ranked for the first time in school history. You can make excuses or you can make things happen, Blake. Mm-hmm. You can make excuses or you can get in the lab, figure out what the problem is. Obviously, I had no idea that Auburn volleyball had never been ranked. But I promise you, if I would have known that, I would have been complaining. Mm-hmm. I promise. So, hey, good luck to ladies the rest of the way. We'll be keeping up with y'all, man. We see the work, bro. We see the work. What you got over there, Blake? I see you smiling. Oh, no, I was just <laughs> – I was supposed to be on a fantasy draft tonight, and I completely forgot about it. And they're like, hey, man, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good thing is, bro, I've seen people win them leagues, dude. I've seen people win the leagues that they weren't yeah. even at the draft. Everybody that played fantasies had that squad before the season where you're looking at it like, I got the squad, bro. Yeah. And then and then your best receiver tears his quad week one. Your quarter, quarterback goes down. It's like, oh, man. I'm in here now, though, bro. So let's, uh, let's continue, <laughs> man. I'm good. I'm good. All right, Blake, we're going to make our picks, man, our SEC picks for uh, for the week. Before we do, guys, listen, y'all know the deal. Every single Tuesday, 7 p.m., get in here. All three of our live shows so far have absolutely popped. Love it, man. Love getting in here and interacting with you guys. It's been a blast. We will see you guys every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Go and get the up-tempo level-up shirt that Blake is rocking tonight at thewoolreportshop.com. A lot of you guys are going over there and buying that, letting mm-hmm. us know that you have. Continue to do that. Continue to share that out on social media. Let us know when you do, man. And Home Field Apparel, 15% off of your first purchase with a code UPTEMPO. And look, guys, if you own a business or know somebody that uh, owns a business and is looking for to get the word out, DM us. Holler at us. We're growing mm-hmm. every day. Y'all see our numbers. They are what they are. They're growing every day. They speak for themselves. So we feel like we got something to offer, man. And, uh, you know. We're, we're trying to grow, Blake. Now, Absolutely. last week, this record looks good as we come to pick ours. It looks good because it was opening week and there was a bunch of cupcake games that we didn't even want to bother you guys and talking about. But I'll be real with you. Those two, Blake, are LSU and South Carolina. Wah, wah, wah. And we were duds, big dog. The SEC oh, was duds. I'm about to say, bro. Both teams got pounded at the line of scrimmage. Number 70 for LSU. My best friend's gonna see this and he's gonna approve of this message. I'm doing this for you, Johnny. But I'm but I just it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Number 70 got worked. Please let that boy start when we go in there. Because he got absolutely worked, and mm-hmm. it wasn't about the way that he got worked. You saw the comment that the Florida State guy said. Mm-hmm. He said that number 70 looked at him after the game or during the fourth quarter of the game and said, y'all are just whooping us, bro. Y'all are just better than us. That's wild. That is crazy, Blake. Insane, bro. Like, like look, there's some things you just don't say <laughs> on the field. All right? We see it. We already see it. We already know. All right. Because guess what? When they get off the field, they're going to do what? Take it to social media. So, <laughs> some things you don't say on the field. I couldn't believe it, bro. 66 and 70 for LSU. I don't even know y'all's names. I'm sorry, man, but that was so bad. So let's try to do better because now that week one is out of the way, it's big game city, man. And week two has got a really, really good slate. Um, Vandy at Wake. Blake, 
I'm going Vandy. Don't have a whole lot of reasons why I'm going Vandy here. This one is definitely a toss-up. Really don't feel good about it being at Wake, but uh, I'm just going to roll with Clark Lee and the Commodores here. I'm kind of just going off a of, This is more of a fan thing. I'm just cheering for the doors here. You've got Wake. You just use an home-field advantage? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, give me Wake. Give me Wake. You're Ole going Miss. Vandy. I'm going Vandy, bro. Okay, okay. I'm going Wake. I'm going Vandy. Okay. Show me something, Vandy. There you go. Clark, Clark Lee said they're turning things around. I want to see it. At two and zero. Oh. Yeah, but that 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 <laughs> offensive line against Hawaii, bro. Come on now. I know it. I right. we all saw it. The whole world saw it. Uh, <laughs> old piss goes to Tulane, Blake. Big time matchup for Tulane, man. Uh, getting the hotty toddy down there. Mm-hmm. I want Tulane to win this game. I do not care about my record. As the season goes on, I want this to be very clear. I'm going to pick who I think is going to win, but that don't mean I'm pulling for my picks to be right. Mm-hmm. I don't care, bro. Like, I want to be wrong here. I want Tulane Green Wave to pull this off so we can tell Ole Miss about themselves. But I think Ole Miss, like, I just, Judkins is too much here, Blake. Judkins mm-hmm. is too much. I got Ole Miss Rebels. I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Even though Tulane did force, I believe, five turnovers last week against South Alabama, um, I, I am, I'm on the Ole Miss wagon this week. I do think they go down to uh, New Orleans and pick up a dub. Uh, Judkins, Jackson Dart, uh, offense is just a little too explosive for uh, Tulane. Yeah, for sure. Close one? I do think it's close. I do. Um, I, I think Ole Miss eventually pulls away late, though. Okay, I'm with you on this. Texas at the other school. I want to go Texas so bad, but I just – Bama is what they are. It's mm-hmm. at home. I'm going to go Bama. I think Bama tries to muck this one up, play murder ball. I'm going to go Bama 24-21. to 21. Oh, Man, this is a tough one. Like you said, I want to take Texas so bad. Mm-hmm. I do. But this being at Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, and last year I think Alabama uh, – I know they didn't lose, but I still think they want to get their lick back because they should have lost. They were uh, f- fortunate to come out of Texas with a win. Yeah. And I think they want to get that lick back and prove to the country – and everybody's saying, hey, the dynasty's dying. Uh, Saban's losing his touch. Uh, I think they want to make a statement. So I'm taking Alabama, and I think they cover. All right. I'm going Alabama 31, Texas 20. Okay. Mm, okay. Arizona, Mississippi State. I'm going Mississippi State, Blake, but I don't think that they win by much. I'm, still not, I'm still not a believer in Mississippi State here. I'm I'm not either Mississippi State by tiny margin, mm-hmm. maybe a field goal, uh, something around those lines, man. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm not a believer in Mississippi State. If they were going out to Arizona in the same situation that we were in right here, I'd be going Arizona. If they were about to play Arizona at ten o'clock, I'd be going Wildcats. Yep. And I gotta say this, dude, and I don't know the guy. Okay, so I'm just talking about perception. But can somebody pass Zach Arnett a joint? <laughs> Bro, this dude right here, man, needs a needs a love and tender care of a female or something, bro. 
Like, I ain't never seen somebody's butthole so tight. This guy's got a smile. You got to smile, Zach. You got to smile, dude. It's just, it's too much. His his post game interviews are starting to piss me off. I get I get upset watching Zach Arnett talk. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen the guy smile yet, buddy. Mm-hmm. I would trade jobs with you. I would <laughs> happily go out there and lose all the games that Mississippi State always loses for what they are paying you. Mm-hmm. Holler at you, boy. All right, the time has come. Prediction time for Auburn's week two matchup out to Berkeley. Biggie once said, Blake, we're going back to Cali. We have not been back to Cali since one of the worst nights of my life. Mm. And I mean that. I really do. And there have been some bad, there have been some bad ones. Like anybody that's lived a little while, you struggled and had some bad times. But I mean it. That night hurt. Yep. Bad. Yep. <sighs> but we're going back out there. And Blake, like Thomas said, we've been saying it all week. Gonna be a big shootout. Me and you both think it's gonna be a lot of points put on the board. I got a little bit closer than you. I'll give my reasoning first. I'm going 37 to 31. I might feel a little bit better if Jarquest gets to go. Uh, because if not, I'm staying with the 31, but I might feel a little bit better about Auburn getting to 45 if Jarquez is able to go 44 somewhere in there. But um I am just concerned with the run defense. I am concerned with the situation. And it being week two, I feel like Cal's got the majority of their offensive line healthy. I know they have a question about their center. That is something to watch. That could be a big one now. He's driving to move around center. That's something to check out. Um, but overall, they still got a lot of starters on that offensive line ready to go. They're still fresh. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. I think Odd is a good running back. Like you, like you've said all week, I do think that we get down early. I would maybe 14 points type thing. I think we're going to be down early. Mm-hmm. Um, can't get down too early now. As I say this, I scare myself because with the new clock rules, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. I mean, Clemson was out of the game, but with with like eight nine minutes to go Monday mm-hmm. night. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna complain about this all year. Complete crap, bro. Like this, it is. this you got, you got to get in. I've seen bad rules, bro. I've seen bad rules get changed like quick. I've seen sports go, hey, this ain't okay, okay, okay. Well, this is not it. Mm-hmm. You can do this. There's no reason why you can't hop in right now and say, okay. And it and I will I will settle for you saying, look, we had them, we told them before the season that this was gonna be the rules. They practiced for this all offseason. We'll change it back next year. I'd be okay with that. But mm-hmm. this is bullshit. And it is 100 percent everyone has said it. There's not one person. So quit trying to lie to us. You're doing what the government does at this point. You're looking me in the face and telling me that the color blue ain't the color blue. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted shorter football games. Nobody. I have never been in Jordan-Hare Stadium in a 24-21 to battle and said, you know what? Three hours deep. I'm out. I got to go. I don't care about the way this SEC game, I just paid $300 to sit in in these – Metal seats that have no backing for my back's on fire, my ass is on fire. But I and I paid all this money to be at this experience. I paid eight hundred dollars just to sleep one night at Opelika. But screw all that. I'm gonna get up and go because the game is too long. Yep. Got to change it back. Sorry, I completely got off. I, I, I won't do it again. <laughs> I got. I won't do it again. I've got Auburn 37-31. The Tigers go out to California, Blake, make a big-time statement, a shootout, and here's how I have it going down. Mm -hmm. I have it being 31-30 to late, 
and Jalen Simpson, ball hawk Jalen Simpson, finds a way to get that rock. Defense creates a big turnover. We go down, punch it in, let the world know the Auburn Tigers are making significant progress, and you better watch out. Uh, I like Auburn, 38-27. I did have this at 41-27. I'm going to tone it back a little bit. Um, or I had it at 41-24. I'm going to tone it back a little bit and go 38-27. Uh, after I rewatched the Cal-North Texas game and some highlights from that, uh, I think Cal is going to keep this a little closer than what I was thinking. Um, and these Cal defenses, man, they don't like, – go back and look at last year. Yeah, they were 4-8, and eight, but I think Oregon was like the only team to really put up like massive numbers on them. And that Oregon game, they gave Bo some fits early, you know. Uh, so, I just – I don't know, man. And like Thomas was saying, they lose a lot of one-possession games. So, I think this is a, a back-and-forth game. I really do. I, I like Auburn late. Um, I like Auburn to score late and put it away, man. I really do. Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford's going to play a key part, people. Yes, sir. Hey, Thomas said it. Thomas said they struggle with running quarterbacks, and that was kind of the guy that he fears. So mm -hmm. we're going to need Robbie ready to go. Appreciate all you guys, man. You already know that we're so close to 1,000 subscribers. If you have not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button. Share this video out on social media. Help us out tremendously. We love all of y'all. War Damn Eagle. We will see y'all on our post-game show. Recapping Auburn's big-time win in Berkeley, baby. 3 o'clock Central Time Sunday. Let's go get a dub, baby. War Damn.